and welcome to another episode of The Adrian Ross Show. I'm back. I'm back. I did not do an episode for two weeks because I was sick with that evil, silly, stupid coronavirus. And I just didn't have the energy to come before you and to do an episode. But that's behind me. I'm back. And so maybe you are watching on the BMG Network's YouTube channel. Or maybe you are listening at thebmgnetwork.com. Or maybe you are listening on a major podcast platform. However you are tuned in. I'm so glad you're tuned in. And I'm so glad to be back with you. And we're going to dive into this episode today. And I'm going to talk about something that has been going on in the news. If you pay attention to politics at all, then you're probably aware. If you uh, pay attention to uh, the media, as in the New York Times, then I'm imagining it would be impossible for you not to know what's going on. So we're going to—it's—it's it's political. We're going to talk a little bit about politics. Many of you have heard me um, talk about politics, talk about news. And many of you have heard me talk about um, my support of uh, Sarah Palin and um, not really talking about my support of Sarah Palin today, but she is at the center of what I want to talk about during this episode. So like I said, if you've been paying attention, you are aware that there is a trial going on in New York City in 2011. There was a mass shooting that involved Representative Gabby Giffords from Arizona, and she was seriously wounded. There were six people who were uh, who were killed during that uh, particular shooting, and that had to do with some left-wing madman who decided that he was going to show up at a congressional baseball uh, game or, or practice, and he was going to do some damage. And he did. Now, when evil is done, people who do evil should be held accountable. But whenever politics play a part, some of that, unfortunately, goes out the window and we start blaming other people for other people's evil. And when there is a political axe to grind, then that becomes even more uh, the thing to do, unfortunately. So in 2011, after that shooting, all of a sudden you started hearing people who didn't like uh, right wing, if you want to call it that, politics, uh, who didn't like Republicans, who didn't like conservatives, and who more specifically didn't like Sarah Palin. And so they decided to try to pin those deaths and the shooting, the wounding of Gabby Giffords to her. I know if you've got a just fair bone in your body, that should really bother you. But if you're an ultra-partisan, which unfortunately many people are, it may not bother you at all. She or her pack had, had put out crosshairs at one point in which the point was to target districts and go after them politically. Obviously, as a woman who has a background in politics, she's very much aware of what's going on politically. 
And as every one of us is, when we have a political leaning, we obviously want to see uh, particular districts, particular um, politicians who are replaced with politicians who share our viewpoints. We are never, whether we're using crosshairs, whether we're, whether we're uh, using um, language that we're speaking and, and straight out saying, listen, we need to replace this person, which is what she was doing, whatever, however we're doing it, you know, for eons, that's what people do. They, they do their part to try to replace certain people with people they feel would be better suited, would do a, a better job in terms of, uh, um, in terms of leading in that particular uh, area, whether it's local or whether it's you know, statewide, whether it's national, whatever the case may be. That's just, that's what we do. It's been done forever. Same thing with crosshairs. You're not targeting a person. You are saying, hey, let's go after this particular area and let's win this, let's win this back for the betterment. And, um, and then you've got people who want to score political points and so they do what really should be unthinkable, which was the case um, in this situation with Gabby Giffords with the shooting. They wanted to say they wanted to say that the New York Times, let me be clear, wanted to say that somehow by speaking about going after this district, somehow uh, Sarah Palin was attempting to suggest that she should be eliminated, as in killed, as in murdered. I mean, anybody with a, a any common sense at all, okay? It doesn't even take common sense to understand. That's not what she was saying, nor has it been what other people have been saying, as far as I know, whenever they talk about targeting districts and removing politicians that that could be, you know, removed for the betterment of of the nation, the city, the state, whatever the case may be. So in 2017, uh, Sarah Palin filed a lawsuit against the New York Times because the New York Times decided that they were going to link, they were going to, to write that there was some kind of link between the crosshairs about the district and what ended up happening, which was the shooting, which was the wounding of Gabby Giffords and it, it's ridiculous. I know if you're listening, you think it's ridiculous. Now, if you don't think it's ridiculous and you honestly don't think it's ridiculous, you need help, obviously, because that's not what she was doing. It's not what she was saying. And anybody who's fair, as I said, understands that that's the case. That's not what she was doing. But again, when you have a political ax to grind, you don't care. Okay. And so if you have a political axe to grind or you don't like Sarah Palin or whatever, then, then you may not be fair. You know, I, I'm the kind of person I would say I'm nothing if not fair. So it doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't matter who the politician is. It doesn't matter what the party is. I mean, to, to, to try to pin murder on someone is just flat out evil. And it's not done by accident. It's not done by mistake. You know what you're doing. You you don't make a link like that just by mistake. You knew what you were doing. And so I say that I'm not speaking for Sarah Palin. I don't speak for Sarah Palin, but I do speak for Adrian Ross and I do have common sense and we all do. And so if you're fair, if you're a fair-minded person, you would have to admit 
that they that the New York Times knew what it was doing when it tried to pin this situation, murder, and the serious wounding of an individual, even as in Gabby Giffords, that you'd have to admit that they knew what they were doing. The New York Times knew what the New York Times was doing. And you know that. And so I, I, I hope that I'm that um people who are fair and honest would be the ones listening. And I would also hope that it would bother you. And that's what I want to talk about today. I hope that it would bother you when you come to see that someone made a, a link, an outlet, like the New York Times linked a situation like a shooting to an individual because they figured that individual was fair game because they didn't like that individual. I hope that disgusts you. Okay. I hope that you would honestly say, that's just flat out wrong. I don't care who the person is. I don't care if they ran against, you know, uh, whomever, whatever political party, Barack Obama, whoever they ran against. I, I, you know, Joe Biden, I hope that you would still say right is right and wrong is wrong. And we've got to make a stand. Now, here, here, here's the deal with this trial that just began about a, about a week or so ago. Okay, the thing is, it's an uphill battle. As Sarah Palin's attorneys have admitted, it is an uphill battle. Why? Because when you're dealing with people who are in the public eye, it's very difficult to bring a suit against them and to win. Because people, uh, the, the mindset is, and precedent suggests, that they're fair game. They're fair game, uh, supposedly. We do have a First Amendment. Now, I've been posting on social media about this because I think this is important, because I know that this is important. We do have a First Amendment. We have to honor the First Amendment. Sarah Palin has always spoken well of the First Amendment. I believe in the First Amendment, as I hope you do as well. But the First Amendment doesn't just give open access to just everything, and it shouldn't. For example, you can't just go, as we always say, into a movie theater, a crowded movie theater, and shout fire. You can't, you can't, you can't just do that. Well, we have the First Amendment. You can't just do that because it's dangerous and it's malicious and it's harmful. And so you can't. In this situation, a lot of times people like Sarah Palin won't fight back because they understand that it is an uphill battle. That when you're in the public eye, there's certain things that people feel that you're you should be subject to. Okay, but. When you pin or try to pin murder on someone, it's malicious, it's evil. We know it was willful. Okay, so then they came back, what, a day or two later, the New York Times, and then tried to correct themselves. Okay, I'm not going to go through the whole case. It's out there. You can check it out. But then they tried to correct themselves as if it wasn't malicious, as if it wasn't willful, as if it wasn't evil as if apologizing and saying they were incorrect is okay. No, what happened is all of a sudden the light bulb came on. Again, this is me speaking and shall I say the obligatory reportedly, this is what happened. Okay, but the deal is that what I believe happened and what you know, I'll just say reportedly happened, I, they, 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 the light bulb came on and realized what we have said, what we have done, this link we have made between these so-called crosshairs designed to uh, target a person, which they, which, which is just ridiculous. Okay, uh, well, that 
there, there's that link there that we said was there, but it's really not there. No, yes, the light bulb came on and you realize you better backtrack really, really fast. That's what happened. We know the political leanings of the New York Times, okay? And so we know that the, the intent, um, the intent was not wholesome. And anybody who says it was, you're just lying. Let's just be honest about it. Now, maybe you think that they should not be held accountable. And if that's what you think, say that. And we can ch- I can challenge you on that. But don't act like they just really woke up and was like, oh, my goodness, we made this big mistake and we're so sorry. No, the light bulb came on and you realized your butt was probably in trouble. So now you're trying to back up. But by now, okay, yeah. The malice is obvious, and you, you you do harm to people, and that's the point. It's malicious, it's willful, you knew you were wrong, and it does harm to people's careers. You, you, you're going to say to me that, 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 oh, no, there was no harm. You can't prove that there was, really? Do you want to hire somebody who you feel is linked to murder? Do you want to hire somebody you feel is responsible for the injury of, of Representative Gabby Giffords? Do you want to hire, is that, is that, do you, are you willing to welcome that person who's linked to something like that as the New York Times suggested, not just suggested, stated? No, you don't. And therefore it causes harm to people's careers. It causes damage. Your, your defamation, your libel, whatever you want to call it, causes damage to the lives of people so that you can gain political points. Okay. And I pray that her lawyers can prove that. So this case is going on. Okay. As again, if you follow media, if you follow politics at all, you probably know something about. Now I have had some people, and that's another reason why I posted on social media. I have had a couple messages in my inbox that said, I'm so glad you pointed this out. Like, like, uh, um, there's been some evidence now, some, you know, some people have been caught out there in New York times having some damning emails. Okay. I posted about that. Somebody, you know, I got a couple messages. People are thankful because why? They don't feel like that's being covered. That that was covered enough in the mainstream media. And so they were thankful that they were able to get that information. Okay, great. Okay, so I'm posting because of that. But also, you might say, well, Adrian, what difference does it make to you? What difference does it make um, that there was a link that somebody suggested that was malicious, that was harmful, that was evil, and that caused damage? And that, you know, that they knew that they were wrong. It makes a difference and it should make a difference to every one of us. Again, if you're fair minded and you're not just about politics and your political leaning, it should matter. Well, I'm not a public figure at this point in my life. Okay. So Adrian, why does it make a difference? It makes a difference because this is about our first amendment. This is about what's right. And any one of us or anyone we know could be in that situation. I don't know about you, but I li- I'd like to live the American dream. I do hope that one day I do have, you know, certain resources that maybe I don't have now. Maybe, you know, my goal is not to be a public figure, but that may come with the territory of whatever it is God has me do. And if that should happen, this pertains to me. It always pertains to us. Many of these things that we turn our face, turn our eyes away from, we think it has nothing to do with us. It has everything to do with us. It has to do with our nation. It has to do with, with what's right in our nation. It has to do again with our with our First Amendment and treating that with respect. It has to do with our families. It has to do with our loved ones. It has to do with right and wrong. Therefore, it has to do with us. 
It has to do with me. And again, many people don't fight back at all because they figure, as I put on social media the other day, kind of being lighthearted about it, not lighthearted about the tragedies, but lighthearted about the ridiculosity, I should say ridiculousness, of the New York Times and what it did, you know, they're, they're, you know, I kind of, kind of trying to make light about that when Adrian, cause it was, you know, the play on my name said to Rocky, you know, the movie Rocky, you can't win. You know, everybody, everybody says you can't win. Look what the papers say, like the New York Times. Mm. You can't win. It's what they do in politics as well when they try to call uh, an election too far gone so that people won't even show up and, and vote before, you know, the night is over because they figure there's no point. And there are so many people who are not fighters like Sarah Palin and therefore they won't fight. And so these outlets and people continue to win. The bad guy continues to win and the good guy continues to be in a situation where they could one day be in a place where somebody could pin murder on them there's some things you have to draw the line and one of the things i said recently when i did my podcast episode on why sarah palin and why i support her one of the things that i said was that she's a fighter she's a fighter and i appreciate that it would be easier for her she's Stuck in New York, and I shouldn't say stuck, I'm a native New Yorker, though I don't live here anymore. All my family's in New York, even though New York is off the hook with some of this stuff, okay? But even as a, you know, as a person who's got roots in, in, in New York, and so I'm not saying it's a bad place, but I'm saying she she's from Alaska. You know, she's got family in Alaska. She's got a young son, Trig Palin, in Alaska, who has to be there, has to be at school. But she's sacrificing that because there's a fight to be had and she's willing to fight the fight. And it's a fight, yes, for her. It's a fight, yes, for her reputation. It's a fight, yes, against the New York Times because they need to be fought in this situation. But it's a fight for you and me as well. It's a fight for us. And it's a sacrifice. To be in this situation where people are going to say you can't win, where people are going to say that, you know, your motives are wrong, where it's costing you, I'm sure, in finances, certainly costing you in time uh, away from a home and away from your family. And and, and if you've seen any of the, the coverage of it, it's costing you in terms of people breathing down your neck. I mean, it's just, it's off the hook. The media, they're all over you know, trying to get from point A to point B is quite a feat, you know, trying to, people following you, where are you eating, who are you eating with, and, you know, this whole, this whole thing, you know, and so, and she handles it well because she's a fighter, but don't think it's easy, but I, and, and so I've been posting because I believe, number one, I, I have great respect for her as an individual, but even beyond that, like I said, right is right and wrong is wrong, so even if I couldn't stand the lady, I would still, if I were an honest, fair person, have to say that what the New York Times did was wrong. And trying to pin, when you start trying to pin murder on people and injury on people, you've gone too far. And even if you lost, it would be worth the fight. And I'm not declaring that she loses because I'm praying that she wins. I would love for her to absolutely own the New York Times over this. I would love for her to get everything she's asking for. And we don't know what it is. It's undisclosed. I would love for her to get that and then some because there's something about right but win or lose, I will say this, the fight itself is admirable. 
You know, it's interesting because I hear people sometimes when he talks about running for office and you hear, you hear, you will hear someone say sometimes, I really believe that I'm called to run for office. I really believe that God has called me. And then they may lose. And then someone says, therefore, you know, they were wrong. God didn't call them because they lost. A lot of times we miss the big picture. Sometimes it's not about, sometimes God calls us to do things and it's not about the end result of it. It's not about whether you quote unquote lost in terms of how we measure winning and losing. Sometimes there's just the message that you get an opportunity to share in the process, the platform that you get and what you do with it in the process, the fight that you show people is important in the process. And so I'm not saying that she's going to lose. In fact, I'm praying that she wins. I'm acknowledging as her attorneys have that it's an uphill, uphill battle, but I'm saying that, Hey, she can win this thing. And I pray that she does. I'm just adding to that, that win or lose, the fight was the right fight. We don't measure the value of what we do by the outcome. We measure the value of what we do by the value of what we do. And this is valuable. And this fight beyond politics that she's waging is being waged on our behalf as well. Because any one of us could be in situations where someone points their finger at us, where someone willfully, maliciously, evilly, and harmfully to us puts us in a position that's just wrong. And you know it's wrong. And to me, you know, we used to say that, I used to tell my students that saying sorry, sorry doesn't fix certain things. We appreciate people who apologize. But sorry can't fix everything. I used to tell my students, and they were seventh graders, okay? I used to tell my students, listen, you do something that causes someone to, to, um, to, to have serious harm, you honestly do something. I'm not talking about this fake stuff the New York Times had tried to do, but I'm saying you had tried to pin on her. But I'm saying you, 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 know, you pick up something, you throw them, throw it in their head, and they fall out on the floor, and they're gone now. Sorry is not going to bring them back. You know, there's some things you just have to be held responsible for. And I feel and I know, and if you're honest, you will admit that the New York Times. Please don't tell me you believe that it was all an honest mistake when they tried to say that Sarah Palin was responsible for what happened to Gabby Giffords. Please tell me you're not going to honestly think that it was a mistake. The light bulb came on about their mistake. Honestly, no, the light bulb came on that it was about to hit the fan. And so... I applaud Sarah Palin for the fight. I pray that she wins because a win for her in this situation is a win for what's right. It's a win for every one of us because it could be any one of us or people we know and no one. I don't care whether you agree with them politically or not. This has nothing to do with what side of the aisle she stands on or sits on. Okay? Listen, individuals deserve truth and they deserve what's right and it's absolutely wrong when you try to talk about when you try to defame the libel um and then you try to pretend that it was all innocent i say it was not innocent that's reportedly the case i'll throw that out there again but i have common sense too and i've been here on this earth too long to think otherwise we all and 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 you know so anyway 
We shall see what happens as we enter another week of these trials uh, concerning the New York Times and Sarah Palin. Again, I'm very grateful that she's fighting because in her fight, um, we're, we're all the better for it. You know, and so Adrian, why? Well, because I get to be home and comfortable, you know, and post a little something here and there on social media to try to support truth while she's thousands of miles from home, from family, from her young son, and just going through this, you know, because it's the right thing to do. And so I hope she wins and I hope she wins big. Not to be unforgiving, not to be vengeful, but if not, how are they ever going to be held accountable? How are these outlets, how is anyone ever going to be held accountable? They have to be for all of our sakes. So there you have it. There you have it. Her fight is our fight. So thank you for tuning in. We will know how it all turns out. But however it turns out, it's the right fight. And I'm praying for victory for all of us. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Adrian Ross Show. Again, I'm very glad to be back and I'm glad you're tuned in. And if you enjoy the podcast, the Adrian Ross Show, would you please go to a podcast platform and leave a rating, a five-star rating and a review? It would be so helpful. You think it doesn't matter. It only takes a few minutes, but it's huge. And I would be so, so, so very grateful if you would do that, please. And also go to the bmgnetwork.com and check out the other podcasts that we have, which I always say are insightful, informative, engaging, enlightening, entertaining, all of that. And so you will be glad that you tuned in to the bmgnetwork.com. And of course, we've got YouTube. We've got the major podcast platforms. And I do my best to bring you all kinds of topics from A to Z. Adrian is on it. And you've got this week's podcast episode and an important one it is. Thank you. God bless you abundantly. The Adrian Ross Show was produced and edited in the BMG studio. The music was provided by Kevin McLeod. Find more episodes of The Adrian Ross Show at thebmgnetwork.com and major podcast platforms. Be sure to tune in regularly. You don't want to miss even one episode.